Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, October 6, 2022. Italy registered around 161,000 new COVID cases in the last week of September, an increase of 34% on the previous week. All of Italy's regions registered increases from Sicily with a 5.9% rise to Veneto with a 50.9% increase. Covid admissions to ordinary hospital wards were up by 4.5% in one week, but the number of coronavirus sufferers in intensive care dropped by 14.7% and Covid-linked deaths fell by 8.1%. A number of news items have come in just one day that concern us and make it clear how the perception of Italy abroad has changed since the fall of Mario Draghi's government. France has cut off the supply of electricity to Italy because they need it for their own citizens and Austria, Switzerland and Slovenia may soon follow. Also France has decided to back Saudi Arabia instead of Italy for the Expo 2030 bid. In addition, in the August-September two-month period, the ECB let Italian BTPs in, in its portfolio fall by a net 1.243 billion. In the June-July period, the ECB had bought 9.762 billion Italian bonds. Finally, the trading agency Moody says that they will likely downgrade Italy's rating if they anticipate the weakening of the growth outlook due to the failure to implement reforms linked to the European Recovery Plan. There is no plot against Italy, make no mistake. What is simply happening is that the international institutions and our European allies thought highly of the men we kicked out, and they are worried about the future government. Draghi was also the strong man Europe had to deal with the United States, because America thought highly of him too. Having sent him home not only hurts Italy, but also Europe, according to our partners. <coughs> A few new data recently published say that life expectancy in southern Italy was 81.3 years in 2021, 1.6 years lower than for northern Italy, 82.9 years. The life expectancy for central Italy was 82.8 years, while the life expectancy for Italy as a whole last year was 82.4 years. The north-south divide could also be seen in educational attainment. 35.8% of students in northern Italy finished middle school with an inadequate level of numeracy compared to 60% in southern Italy. Besides, the proportion of young people in Italy who are not in education, employment or training, the acronym they are called with is NEET, has increased significantly since the start of the Covid pandemic. The proportion of Italian 25 to 29 year olds who are needs climbed to 31.7% in 2020 and then rose further to 34.6% in 2021. Also the proportion of needs among Italian 20 to 24 year olds dropped from 28.5% in 2019 to 27.4% in 2020, but then rose to 30.1% last year. The end of summer worries that in the past two years in Italy were about Covid and unfortunately they were right because in 2020 and 2021 the colder months brought new waves of viruses and great damage, this year are about energy costs. And it is likely that these concerns will be confirmed by what will happen between next fall and winter. Already summer bills have bought nasty surprises to families, stores and businesses which have seen their electricity and gas costs rise tremendously, but all Italians know that the worst is yet to come 
and there are many fears. The calculated increase on an average Italian family says that the electricity bill will rise 59% from October, plus 59%. Italian companies that supply gas and electricity to Italians are in great difficulty, and they have already announced that because of this, in some cases, they will begin to cut off gas and electricity supply after only one unpaid bill. Some have begun to call this an, an energy pandemic. Russia cut off gas supply to Italy and only yesterday resumed it. Italy is the European country with the highest percentage of gas reserves set aside. And by now Russian gas is only 10% of what we import. But to do without it would still be very difficult, considering that there can be various problems also regarding imports coming in from other countries such as Algeria, Azerbaijan and Libya, all politically unstable countries. Besides, there is a possibility that winter temperatures will drop more than expected. There could be some catastrophic event that damages supplies, or there could be technical problems such as the accident that happened a few days ago, if it was an accident, on the undersea pipeline that brings gas from Russia to Europe. Talks about storage and daily incoming flows inevitably, inevitably tie in with those of energy costs. Winter will not only bring cold weather against which we defend ourselves by heating with gas, but it will also shorten the days of sunlight. Electricity consumption is therefore set to rise from current levels with heavy consequences for the pockets of all the Italians, who in fact are not willing to work from home like they did during and after the pandemic because of the bills they should pay home. The price of electricity is in fact calculated on the basis of the price of gas, following a pattern that has been proven for decades in Europe. With the cost of gas constantly traveling at high figures, electricity bills are also following the same trend. The European Union is therefore working to figure out what position to take, but whatever the decision is, even if it is the right one and it is taken tomorrow, it will take two or three months at best to see electricity and gas bills come down. The fall and winter are therefore expected to be very problematic and frightening for many Italians who are sincerely exhausted from three years now in which there has never been a break to their anxieties. Another statistic of which there is very little to be proud concerns the percentage of women elected to the next Italian parliament, which will meet for the first time in a week. In the 2018 elections, last elections, women's representation was at 35.3%, and now it has fallen to 32.2%, which is the first reversal in 20 years, 193 women elected out of a total of 600 senators and deputies. It is true that we will most likely have, for the first time, a woman as head of the Italian government, but honestly, we are still really behind, and I don't think there are any countries in the free world that reverse the trend and elect a lower percentage of women than in previous elections. To date, out of more than 1,550 ministerial positions in 67 different Italian governments, women have held only about 100. I'll repeat it. To date, out of more than 1,550 ministerial positions in 67 different Italian governments, women have held only about 100, and half of them in smaller ministries with no spending budgets. Moreover, today, out of 19 regions and two autonomous provinces, only Umbria has a woman governor. There are also few women mayors, only about 15%. There is, however, one piece of good news with which I want to close this most complicated episode of this podcast, and this news, it is about a woman. 
more. It's about an Italian-American woman thus uniting our two countries in a heck excellence. The Italian-American scientist Carolyn Bertozzi has won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry. And talking about too few women and too many men in rewarded positions, Carolyn Bertozzi is the only female scientist to have been awarded the Science Nobel Prize this year after an all-male lineup in 2021. It's all for now, it's all for today. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was With the Italian News. I'll see you next Thursday. Please stay safe and take care. Ciao from Rome.